Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Rich Marriage Podcast. My name is Moises Rico, aka Moises Rich, and this is my wife, Brenda Rico, aka Brenda Rich, and we are the Rich Marriage Couple. <laughs> Do wow. you like that intro? No. You don't like the rich? You like Rico? Yeah. I Sounds like Rico. spicier. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> But we are here today with part two. As you can see, we're wearing the same clothes. <laughs> just to keep it <clears throat> keep it with the theme of this is part two. So last episode, as you may have heard or seen, we talked about my perspective of how we started. And we didn't even get that deep because we kind of went on here, little side tangents and stuff. To point into the lesson and the point of the podcast, which is two people... Who are not perfect coming together and figuring out how to work. How to make the relationship work. Yeah. So, last episode I went into my story and my perspective of our relationship and how figuring out each other and how much of a mental toll that was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... But the floor is yours, babe. The mic It's is your mine. turn to tell your perspective. <clears throat> I mean... I don't want you to picture me as a saint because I wasn't a saint either, so... I, I, I just know that... Okay, maybe you weren't a saint, but I just know that a lot of the toxic energy came from me. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, I was older. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had been in a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very broken at 25. Extremely broken. So, first, like, I remember at some point crying and praying to God like I'm tired and if I cry I'm gonna cry okay (laughs) I'm tired of being in bad relationships Mm -hmm. and it bad in the sense that they were emotionally damaging um And it it wasn't just them, it was me too, mm-hmm. right? So when I prayed, I asked God, like, I need somebody who can help me be better. Mm. <clears throat> because I knew that I, I wasn't going to be in a stable relationship until I was stable myself. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I had a lot of red flags. Like, I was a very jealous person. I drank too much, but that's because I was broken. Mm-hmm. I ha- I didn't know how to be better. So when I prayed, I said, I need somebody that will help me be better, that will let me be myself and not judge me for who I am. Let me be myself and 
be loving, be kind. I never, like, I never mentioned anything about physical. I never said somebody older, somebody who's financially stable. Like, that, that's not what I needed and that's not what I cared about. Hmm. <clears throat> because I know that they tell you, like, yeah, like, write a list of what you want in a man, right? And... I don't know, a lot of women that I know, that's what they ask for. Like, oh, he needs to be financially stable, debt-free, and this and this and that. And at that time, like, even now, like, it doesn't, it never mattered to me. Money never mattered to me. Mm-hmm. All I knew is, is is that I wanted something good. Mm-hmm. So that's what I prayed for. Mm. Not knowing that he was going to send me a 19-year-old... <laughs> jobless man Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so that was that and then I met you and at first I was like honestly like I don't even know if to take this seriously Mm. because I wasn't looking like I had just gotten out of a relationship like I was still trying to get out of that relationship. Like, how to handle that kind of relationship when you already have a child. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And because I didn't have the best, you know, role models on how to handle a broken home. I didn't know how to do it. So, the relationship with my son's dad was like... complicated i guess i don't Mm. know in a sense like you know what i mean like i knew i didn't want to be with him but i also didn't want to leave my son without a dad Mm -hmm. because i thought like you can't you can't like not be together and have like a civil relationship with that person Mm -hmm. because of how my parents decided to treat their separation mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i wasn't looking i was like i'm just i need to get like i need to better my kids future right so i was going to school i was working i had a lot like working going to school taking care of my kid and then still trying to be a 25 year old still trying to like have friends and be social and and at that time like I only knew the party town that we live in Mm -hmm. like I didn't know anything else you knew other 25 year olds (laughs) yeah yeah like everybody that you know I kind of grew up with and Mm -hmm. and that so all I knew was like partying for fun yeah. So that's what I did. And then when I met you, and then, like, I was like, okay, I don't know if I should even, like, consider, like... And then my my coworker at the time was like, give him a chance. But then, like, other people were like, okay, like, that never works. Like, somebody who's... A woman with a younger man who's more... Because men don't mature... 
at the same time that women do. Mm-hmm. They say that women are more mature, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was being convinced that my relationship with you was never going to work. Mm-hmm. Specifically because you were younger, so you were more mature. Mm-hmm. Then my coworkers like, give him a chance. And I don't know why I was like, yeah, I should give him a chance. Because then I was like, well, first of all, he, like, you looked more mature than, than me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just, even just like when we would text, you were a lot more mature than a lot of the men that I had already dated. Really? Yeah. In what sense, though? Because, I mean, I don't know. In the sense that, like, when we talked, you weren't trying to first, like, be all cool and, like, oh, I have this and I have that and this and that, right? Or, like, trying to impress me or... Asking you for nudes? (laughs) Asking me for nudes or, like, (laughs) you know, trying to sleep with me or... Any of that. Like, you didn't do any of that. Like, you didn't... This is where the single guys listen. (coughs) (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, like you, you weren't like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like others, yeah. You know, like, oh, I have this car, but then at the end of the day, they can't even pay for it or, you know. Just for show. It's their dad's. (laughs) You know, so it was all of that. So I was like, okay, like he's. He sounds a lot more mature. I give him a chance, mm-hmm. but it I wasn't like looking for like somebody to replace my son's dad or you know I just needed emotional stability. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. So that's what you were able to give me. Emotional stability because I knew like the money is gonna come, you know, you could get a job whenever, grow up, the years are gonna pass by, like that doesn't matter Hmm. to me. I need emotional stability now because I have a child, and if I keep going this route, it's, it's not gonna end good. So, <clears throat> the red flags, I mean, <laughs> 19, no job. So, because a lot of women are going to listen to you, right? As far as the women who are saying, like, oh, he has to be six feet, he needs to be good looking, six pack, this amount of money in the bank account. <laughs> Like, all these external, very materialistic things. Do you think <coughs> it would... <clears throat> you think what helped you remove all of that was basically going through life and finally gain, getting tired of it to the point where, like, okay, I'm done with the six-foot guy. I'm done with... Not to say that you went out with six-foot guys, but... I'm done with all the materialistic. Mm-hmm. I need something real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in in my early age, like 
at the early age when I started dating, that did matter to me. Like, okay, he can't be shorter or he needs to be taller or like, you know, has a job. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, it didn't matter because they treated me like crap. Or when I needed somebody to be there, they weren't there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm going to give you an example. I was dating this guy when my first brother was killed. Mm-hmm. And I came to El Paso because I was living in Colorado. I came to Texas <clears throat> for a week for the funeral. And this guy the whole time was like, why don't you answer me? Like, never even asked me, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Anything. Mm-hmm. Then I go back and like, he's like giving me the cold shoulder. Mm. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, okay, like something's wrong with me for staying with this guy first of all. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I'm out. Like, I can't be with someone like that. So being in relationships like that was what allowed me to see. And, and this is the thing, like now women try to find the perfect one right away mm-hmm. right they don't allow themselves to date or truly get to know people mm-hmm. it's like okay i'm 21 i want to find my husband but they've only been on like two dates mm-hmm. they haven't been on a relationship <clears throat> right so Go like having all of those examples of like okay I know what I don't want, <laughs> but what do I need? Because mm-hmm. I knew when I asked like I need like I want somebody that will help me be better. I knew I knew that I was gonna have to get uncomfortable. Mm. I knew that there was gonna be things that I was gonna have to do that I didn't want to. Like what? Like whenever you wanted to talk. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. But you would continue to push. Yeah, I'm a talker. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's what helped our relationship. Like, you would continue to push and I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. And it would piss me off. But I knew, like, it was important. Mm-hmm. So trying to, like, keep myself open and not closing myself up was really hard to do. Like, I don't think I've, to the point where I want to be, I think, like, I'm barely getting there. Mm. Barely. After yeah. 10 years. Like, in a sense, when it comes to a relationship, in order to make it work for a long <coughs> time and for a <coughs> lifetime, both imperfect people have to learn how to come together as themselves. Yeah. And, like, I think most importantly, listen. Yeah. Listen to each other and not be so stuck to, like, what you want and need. Mm-hmm. Which is something that you have to learn. 
Yeah. Because I remember you telling me like, "This is the way I am. If you yeah. don't love me, like this." A lot this, of like... times, because that's how that's how I was brought up. Like, that's how my dad is. Like, mm. this is how I am, and I'm never gonna change. You either like it or not, right? So I was brought up like, you don't change for somebody else. Mm. <clears throat> but then, like, when they told you that, and you're like, "Well, yeah." still be yourself but be a better you mm-hmm. which is what i didn't understand like i thought okay this is who i am i can't change i'm not gonna change you either stay with me or you don't mm-hmm. but then did i even like who i was right did i even like the person that i was back then no mm-hmm I wasn't happy, like, I had so much trauma to deal with, there was, like, so much going on, so, no, I didn't even like myself, so how could I expect you to come in and like me for who I was? Mm-hmm. Which, for many years, you struggled with <clears throat> receiving love from mm-hmm. wherever it came, like, specifically from me but also from the people that loved you mm-hmm. and continue to love you why because of what you said like <laughs> you hadn't learned to love yourself mm, yeah and that like in the comments that's what i i told someone i don't know i don't remember <clears throat> somebody said that he's failed you mm. or something mm-hmm. right and I was like, actually, <laughs> like, no. Like, you allowed me to, because of how much you saw, you only pointed out the good stuff. Hmm. And it, unless it was something that was affecting our lives, like the drinking, that's when you would bring it up, but not in a judgmental way. But in like, hey, like, I'm worried. This is going on. This is how I feel about it. It wasn't like, hey, you're drinking too much. If you don't stop, I'm going to leave you. That's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So you weren't like, that's it if you don't stop doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you allowed me to see like the beauty in, in me that I had to see. The same way that, like, I, I, I would tell you all the time, like, you're, you're meant for more. Mm. And a lot yeah. of the times you wouldn't see it. But me telling you made you believe it. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> this podcast is deeper than mine. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, like it was, it was, um, like I hope that people who are listening get to see like, oh, whoever I decide to date doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, they can have, they can hit the right markers that I can go ahead and like, okay, I can go ahead and date this person. Mm -hmm. And they have shown me enough that (laughs) we can go ahead and figure Mm -hmm. things out together. 
but be able to deal with the hard stuff that it comes when it comes to building a relationship because mm-hmm. a lot of the men who commented what they commented in, in facebook like uh they women want to have be in a relationship but act single a lot of those men would have in a, in a sense left you right mm-hmm. they would have left you at the door or whatever like yeah whatever you're i'm giving you all this and you still want to act single but instead of like okay we're in a relationship lead like a man needs to lead a relationship and talk to your woman let her know like hey we're in a relationship that means you need to stop acting single i didn't tell you that (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i meant by leading like hey we're in this together we're here together if you want to continue this, okay, then it needs to stop because now this is going to get in the way of our relationship. Yeah. <clears throat> We're building this, but you still want to keep this. And I think that's another thing that a lot of people um, need to learn to let go of. Because I do get what those guys are saying. Like, women want to be in a relationship but act single. Men are the same in a sense. Mm-hmm. Or some men. But it's a, it's a, it's about learning how to let go of that part of your life because now the season of your life that you're in is learning how to be committed mm-hmm. and now everything is trendy with polygamy poly- is it polygamy I, mean, I don't even know what the word is where like different partners and all these things because one partner can meet your needs like no because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's nothing more beautiful than you committed to one person for an entire for your entire life instead of looking for different people to fill your needs mm-hmm. because once they stop then that relationship ends to where now you're committed to one person and now you figure it out yeah because you're committed <clears throat> to figuring it out with yeah. each other because yeah needs needs change depending on the season of life that you're in yeah i was 19 you were 25 now we're older needs change before we were rabbits now we're not like rabbits (laughs) (laughs) people will get it (laughs) but um yeah it's about learning again going back to the theme of again it's about two imperfect people coming together and learning how to make it work and you have to be it's a commitment because mm-hmm. you can't just go even a few years call it a relationship yeah and um and you still have so much to figure out about each other yeah and because like as your relationship grows so do you yeah you become different it's like <clears throat> sorry it's like um, me telling you, you're not the man I married. Yeah. No, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, even when we got married, you were different than you are now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't even give me flowers anymore. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> like, when was the last time you got me flowers? A few months back, probably. But it's not like before you used to give me flowers all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, you don't do that for me anymore. Because now we're in that like different relationship where like, I don't care about the flowers. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me flowers, but give me attention for an hour mm-hmm. just to me. Or, you know, watch this stupid show that I watch. <laughs> or <laughs> take me on a date or whatever. To Frankie's. Yeah. Take me to Frankie's. <laughs> Frankie's is a snack place, okay? It's not a bar or anything. She prefers a bouquet of... I prefer a bouquet of tacos. Tacos. <laughs> elote. <laughs> <clears throat> like, you give me an elote instead of flowers and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's not like, oh, you're... Yeah, you're not. Like, we both... There's things that I don't do anymore that I used to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not holding it against each other. It's like learning, okay, like, what do we like now? What do we want now? Yeah, because imagine if... Just imagine if we continue to do what we did when we were dating on top of everything that we do now. Mm-hmm. And on top of years that we continue to add to the plate... And having to keep that plate continue to be the exact same and then add more to it. Nobody can do that. <laughs> no. And then, I mean, it gets boring, tiring. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like remember when we talked about the, I don't know what gift it was. And I was like, oh, look, it's so cute. And you're like, I wouldn't get you that. What was like, it? I don't know. I don't know if it was like. Like a keychain with like a picture of us and like a date or something. I don't no, know. No, it wasn't that. No? Okay. I would get you that. No. I don't know what it was, but you're like, I would probably get you that when we're dating, but not right now. It was something like a cute little thing. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like Doing things that we did back then, mm-hmm. now, it's different. So, like, getting to know each other. That's why I love getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Because you're different now. Like, you like different things now than you did back then. You like things that you thought you didn't like back then. <laughs> what? <laughs> why are you blushing? I'm not blushing. I'm blushing. <laughs> I was thinking about the like food. What oh, are you thinking about? Yeah, I was thinking about the food. ¿Qué comes tú? Fruit rollers. <laughs> People are going to know what that means. So, we're married. <laughs> um, anyways. Now I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, that's hot. <clears throat> But get like I love getting to know you, getting to know what you like, getting to know, you know, because I don't think you ever get to know somebody a hundred percent because we change so much. Yep. Right. So in a marriage, that's important. Not so much like oh you don't do this for me or you don't do that for me, but 
getting to know what we like about each other and doing those things. Mm-hmm. Doing new things. <coughs> yeah, because <clears throat> if people go into marriage expecting the spouse to continue to do the same things again and again. Because, you know, one of the things is people feel like they stop dating each other. Mm. And, I mean, we continue to date each other, which is a huge thing. But we don't go on the same same dates again and again. Mm. There's dates that, yeah, we just are at home watching TV or whatever. There's dates where we're still at home, but we talk the entire night. Mm-hmm. There's dates that we go out. There's dates that we do different things with that. And because it's not the same exact date again and again, it's not me taking you out to the same old spot, even though... That gives us nostalgic feelings in a sense. We're different people every time that we go mm-hmm. to the same spot, per se. And that's that. At least that's excuse me. That's the key that I found about continue to date each other is because you're different people every time that you go out. You grow. You've been through stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and sorry, go. And you're taking the time <laughs> to again love each other and focus on each other, even though it's a few hours a night for one night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I like what you said earlier about being curious, because I think that's a big tool in a marriage. Um, if anything, like be curious about what he or she is doing. Mm-hmm. especially i think it's important especially the things that trigger you mm-hmm. right like if something triggers me about you instead of like making you stop understanding being curious of like why do you do that why do you do this why do you do that and understanding that part mm-hmm. instead of making you change into not doing it because i don't like it because it triggers me I think like that's been a huge tool that me myself I've been able to use Mm -hmm. through our marriage because before I was always like just like don't do it I don't like it don't do it I don't Mm -hmm. like it don't do it me never asked why but I never asked why. And once I did start asking why and I understood, it didn't bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I know where it came from. Right? Yeah, so um, I guess we can paint a certain perspective so people can understand what we mean. When it comes, and this is the only perspective that I can find. Like, let's say that there's this girl. Let's say a guy is dating this girl. Right? And the And the girl is very jealous and envious and um and the guy knows like that's how her past relationships were where the guy cheated or whatever and if neither of them are curious meaning the girl continues to blame him for his behavior and the guy is like i'm i'm not one of those i'm not your ex i'm not that guy i have never cheated on you i don't know why you treat me that way Mm-hmm. but you need to stop and no one is like open enough to figure it out 
<clears throat> then of course that relationship is not going to end because at, the si- at that point that's two people being selfish because they're looking to protect each other. <coughs> and that bleeds into how people treat arguments too. Yeah. The only reason why arguments don't end in a good way is because both people are looking to get their point across and to protect themselves. When if one person is open enough to protect himself in a sense where he feels safe within him, even though the other person might be blurring out all these lies, at least that leaves an opportunity and a chance for that person who is attacking or or whatever it may be to come to the other side where this person is of calm, composed and and um I don't know what else you would call it. But stop being that toxic yeah. way in a sense. And that's and that's where the like you mentioned the curiosity piece comes in. And we should make sure it's that say that. Be curious, not critic not critical. Because <laughs> I never heard that phrase. I've never heard someone say like instead of being critical, be curious. Mm. So instead of criticizing your husband, instead of criti- criticizing your wife, be curious about them. Mm-hmm. And be curious about yourself too. Yeah, because <clears throat> that that has a lot to do with it too. Because if something triggered me, right? But I ask you like. I'm curious about you, but mm-hmm. then I still don't know why I'm being triggered. Then that's never going to go away. Yeah. Even if and that's why those two, those two parts of being curious about your spouse, but also about yourself comes into play because, um, I mean, I don't know what it was, but because <coughs> we've gone through that in on our end with that. Specifically in our dating, where I was the one that continued to change. But every time that I changed, it was never enough. Mm-hmm. So just to be specific, there was a time where you felt like I was overprotective. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll let off the brakes in a sense. And then at that point, you were like, well, now you don't give me much attention. <laughs> You're not on me as much. Right? And we've had many discussions. Well, I'm, not, I'm always changing for you. I'm always changing for you and all these things, but it doesn't seem to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at that point, we we were not curious about each other. We were, we were just doing our best to make it work. But to give people the shortcut is be curious about each other. Like, how come this bothers her? Mm-hmm. And what's going on? Because that's kind of like how we... That's kind of how this journey kind of started in a sense. Where I became curious, like, hey, we've gone through this same issue many times. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't it been fixed? Like, we're already married. We have, I think, yeah, at that time we had three kids together already. But we're still having this issue. What's still going, what's going on? What changed? What, what gives? And that's when I became curious, like, oh, well, let me ask her what happened. Mm-hmm. What does this continue to be an issue in our relationship? And not critical in the sense of, of like, I don't want this to be an issue, so we better stop. We're not, we're not going to work. But in the sense like, okay, well, what happened? Let me know. 
And then we can go ahead and figure it out. Yeah. <clears throat> but curiosity didn't kill the cat. Complacency, complacency did. Because <laughs> complacency, we didn't do anything about it. And of course, the cat is going to die. The cat being the relationship. <laughs> we get it. <clears throat> well, this one was a good one. Yeah. Anything else you would like to add before we go? Or do you want to get into the comments? Let's get into the spicy comments. To the spicy comments. So, <laughs> I'm going to have to use your phone. Let's see if I can. So, the spicy comments. A lot of you guys... Well, first of all, thank you to all the people who support and are loving and kind. Um, because those are the ones that matter mm -hmm. the most. We see you guys. We see you. Yeah. And we appreciate you very much for you blown up our page. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so much. I love going in there and just like seeing like some of the good stuff that people put and like liking it and, you know, because... I love that, like, spreading that love and kindness is important to me. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, it, it's hard to be on this side of the camera. It's not easy. <clears throat> nope. So, to get into the comments, let's go to the most viewed video where I talk about <laughs> Men being one wanting to be treated like kings, man, like <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, it is that insane is, it like it's got I don't know how many views uh twenty thousand yeah twenty five thousand views two point nine k likes seven hundred comments and eight hundred shares so. If you don't know what video I'm talking about is the video where I talk about men wanting to be treated like kings, but they're not doing the thing. They're not willing to serve like a, like a king. A lot of people took it out of context <laughs> to where they thought I literally meant men want to be treated like royalty. And that's not the case. It's an analogy. King meaning the your leader of your home, and as a leader, as a leader of your home, you want to be treated with respect, and you want your queen, aka your wife, to treat you with respect and desire you, and want to also serve you, because you're the leader of the mm -hmm. home. As we go on in the video, I say like, kings serve, leaders serve, again. Guys who took it out of context were, were like, that's not true. History has taught us that kings are tyrants and they, they are dictators and they never serve. They they were rich rapists or look, I say, again, it's an analogy <laughs> <laughs> about true kings, not tyrants, true leaders, not dictators, because that's the type of thing that I'm talking about when it comes to a relationship and a marriage you being the head of your household mm -hmm. and i got into a few i don't want to say arguments but basically back and forth with people in the comments 
letting them know like hey the principles that i'm that i'm i learned this from is from the king of kings jesus christ who is not a tyrant is not a dictator and he was the one who served and gave the most because of that people now worship him not because we need to but because he gave so much and he served so much without asking for anything in return Mm -hmm. to this day and that is the principle that i'm talking about that if you want to be not to say treated like jesus christ but if you want to be treated as and respected as a leader of your home the thing that you need to do is serve and give and then you will earn the quote-unquote crown meaning the the respect yeah that oh that guy is the leader of the house. <coughs> yeah. That guy is the one that's leading their family because he's serving. Do you think um, serving in in your household is different for everybody? Yeah. <coughs> that depends on the relationship, but it goes back to how they make it work. Yeah. Because um, I guess to talk about how I serve you, it's in the smallest to the biggest ways, right? A lot of, to tie it back to the comments, a lot of people say, like, well, I go work. A lot of men were saying, well, I go work. I provide for my kids. Like, I provide my queen a a home and and financial stability. And that should be enough because that should label me as a king or that should enable me to be treated as a king. And to me, it's like, no, that's just you making sure you have a kingdom. But you still have to take care of the people within that kingdom, Mm -hmm. which is your queen aka your wife and then your kids so you have to do much more than just provide the money yes that's still part of serving but there's still more serving that has to get done but that's just yeah that's just one piece of it yeah now you still have to be there for your wife if she has a rough day because she was at home with the kids all day long and the toddler was going crazy or whatever (laughs) And the only other adult that she can go ahead and depend on is her husband. What a surprise. Not so much. Mm-hmm. That the only other person that she wants to talk to and let go of the day with is the one that she's meant to be with for the rest of her life. And when men are not willing to do that, yes, it's it's hard and some, some days it's not going to be perfect. But again, it's, it's, it's putting the effort and action behind yeah. it. It doesn't yeah, have to be every single time. it's not about being perfect. It's not about <clears throat> doing it, like you said, every single time. It's about just at least doing it. Yeah. You know, just do it. Yeah, because if you don't... What <clears throat> it's about building up or you're tearing down, one of the two. You're building... You're always building something. And you're either building your marriage or you're building your divorce. Or your inevitable separation. Yeah. But if you continue building your marriage, even again when it's not perfect, at least you have a foundation and infrastructure where you where you you have an imperfect moment. It's not gonna come crum- crumbling down to where if you continue to build your separation or inevitable divorce then it's going to lead to that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by continuing to serve. Like when it comes to a marriage, 
you choose to be married through rich or poor, through sick or health, through thick and thin, there's always a way to make it work. It just takes two committed people willing to make it work. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Yeah. Which I have found that's something that we've been able to do, which has enabled us to now talk about it to people. But now, do you think I want to be treated like royalty? <laughs> Do you think I want to be like, <clears throat> that I want you to kneel before me? No. Bend the knee? <laughs> no, what I do know is that you want to be treated with respect. Uh-huh. And you want to feel desired. Uh-huh. Right? Um, and that's what I try to do. Uh-huh. But would you do that if I was not serving you? No. All right. One comment that like, I... like Okay, maybe right. I would mm-hmm. try. But it would be really hard to do it with such willingness. When it's not being reciprocated. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that leads me to another comment... From a recent reader from our lat, our, the not the last podcast, but the podcast before that, where I don't know what I said. I think I talked about we were talking about the dynamics of of marriage, mm. where women don't need men no more, and men don't need women in a sense. And because of that, like you have to continue to add value and all those things. If not, it's not going to work or something like that. This guy said, like, no, because if you if you just decide to leave, that's you breaking your promise to God. Mm. And to me, it's like, no, you break your promise when you decide to be a bad husband. Because when you decide to be a bad husband and not work on being a better husband, that's you breaking your promise to God. Because, again, the promise wasn't to stay together. The promise was to make it work through thick and thin, all those things, the vows, and make it work and work at it mm-hmm. no matter what. But one, when one person or the other, let's say, for example, and this one is the husband, when the husband decides to not work on the marriage and on himself to make the marriage work, through his actions or lack thereof, he is divorcing himself from the marriage. It's not legal yet. It's not through the church or whatever it may be. But at that point, he's deciding, I no longer want to be married to you. So I'm going to do it through my actions. I'm no longer going to serve you. I'm no longer going to whatever. That's at that point, that's him breaking the promise he made to God. Yeah. And... The reason I said it is because I don't want people to think that like if you're in a toxic relation relationship, stay together because I'm not God is gonna damn you to hell or whatever. <laughs> like no, it's because you make at that point you make a personal promise to God, but you also make a unified promise to God. Mm-hmm. But if one person doesn't keep his promise, then that unified promise is like it's gone. Yeah, it's broken.
which ties back into the point of these past two episodes is two imperfect people <laughs> what relationship is about is about two imperfect people coming together figuring out how to make it work for each other yeah and learn to learn learn to love each other learn to love their imperfections help helping each other with them and building each other up yeah and growing and changing together together nice nice one <laughs> so if there's any of you guys out there i'm here to help if you're struggling in your marriage your relationship and you just can't seem to find a way to to work things out or whatever it may be reach out man because i know what it's like to be in that position i know what it's like to feel like there's no help and even though the people that you do reach out for help it's very much vague and not not very i don't know what to call it it's not direct to you or they might not fully understand or they're just giving you what everyone is telling you out there in social media yeah to do and if you find yourself in that sense reach out man i'm here to help because our goal is to bring the divorce rate down to zero percent and even though it may be an impossibility that doesn't mean that we're not going to work at it because we are we just know how much value a relationship is and how much it's needed nowadays especially and it's just a beautiful thing to have in your life. It's one of the greatest things that you can have. You can have a million dollars. You can have all those external things. But having someone you can share life with and everything with, it is the best thing yeah. ever. Beyond anything. So, I'm always available for you guys. All you have to do is reach out. But other than that, we'll see you guys in the next episode.